Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMillan, Carolina 73-69 over Wake Forest in the Smith Center. Sluggish ball game, not a pretty ball game, but Sherelle, Carolina goes on an 8-0 run to win it at the end. Your thoughts? Yeah, it uh, kind of reminded me of a lot of the NCAA tournament games from last season. Uh, it wasn't an especially great performance from North Carolina. Just looking at the bot score, 39% from the field, 31% from three, and 66% from the free throw line. So none of those numbers are something that Roy Williams is going to be happy with. Um, but they found a way to win. And that was the trademark of uh, this core group last year. You know, obviously the guys who have gone to the NBA playing overseas, that kind of thing are here. But the uh, remnants, Joel Berry, Theo Pinson, Kenny Williams, Luke May, they're used to winning games like that. And, you know, you kind of discard a lot of what happened because they got out with the win. And it's really becoming a theme this season that, you know, the so-called, I call it the closeout lineup. Others call it the death lineup, whatever you want to call it. When North Carolina goes small and goes with Joel Berry, Kenny Williams, Theo Pinson, uh, Luke May, and Cameron Johnson, that lineup really is... Uh, can be devastating to close out games. They ended the game on an 8-0 run and, you know, Joel Berry hit the big shot. So it's kind of a formula that I think North Carolina fans might have to get used to this year. There are going to be some ugly games because of some of the deficiencies the team has, but they do have playmakers who can win it in the end. Sherelle, watching the ball game, I mean, those post-Christmas games are always usually pretty ugly. Um, But let's talk a little bit about some concerns. and. You know, it's easy to slough it off as a post-Christmas you know, thing, but Wake Forest had to go through it as well. But a couple things I saw, um, notwithstanding the end, because it, it is absolutely all about winning, and Carolina certainly did that. But I tweeted early in the game, and it was really the same throughout until the very end, is Carolina struggles with size this year inside. And, and they struggled – with Wake Forest big men taking the ball to the rim. Uh, it looked like they were kind of hesitant to get shots blocked. Your thoughts on that? I mean, Michigan State sort of made the formula, but Michigan State's one of the better teams in the country, if not the best, if they play like they did against Carolina. But Carolina's had those issues inside against Wofford and now against Wake Forest. Your thoughts just in general on that approach as you know we get into the new year, get into the ACC schedule? Yeah, I think it's you're starting to see that these guys are freshmen and as the talent um the opposition of the ta- the talent of the opposition improves, some of those deficiencies are, are going to come to light. And I think strength is a major issue for two of the big men for uh Manley and for Brooks. I think Huffman, he has some other issues that he has to work on. But uh you know, some of their play in the preseason and this isn't disparaging them or anything, but as we've said so many times over and over again, 
they are freshmen. Roy Williams has said it. They um, aren't able to do some of the things he'd like to do. But I, I think what you're saying is that um, they they are getting used to playing <laughs> this level of competition and they really have to work on their strength. I think it was uh, the Jackson guy from Wofford. He had four or five blocks. And then today, Doral Moore, I believe, had a career high six. So you see their inability to finish around the rim. And, you know, I, I think this is there's going to be more of this as North Carolina continues throughout the season. It really is going to be the guards and the forwards to, you know, handle most of the scoring um and as they go that's how the team goes and i think the freshman big guys will try to find their way they'll continue to be inconsistent you know one game who knows against against florida state and virginia the next couple of games they might look great um but i, I think that's what north carolina fans have to just get used to is that those three guys are going to be inconsistent as they grow in the north carolina system talk to me about pinson and barry again they came up huge at the end pinson had some Nice plays in winning time, big free throws. Barry, of course, hit the shot. But those guys, watching the game, and again, I'm not trying to sound so negative, but I, I know how people will uh, take this ball game. I mean, Wake Forest is solid, I think. They've got some good players. Uh, Randolph Childress's bloodline is alive and well in, in Winston-Salem there with Brandon Childress. But Barry and Pinson, to me, seemed out of it from the very beginning and not saying they weren't playing hard but it just to me watching I see two guys that are seniors um, that are being inconsistent as well Uh, your thoughts on that I mean is that too harsh or is that just putting too much on those guys what do you think about that no I I think it's fair and I, I I don't think you're being overly negative you know after the Wofford game you know, some you can excuse that as okay, they had a break. They, you can make up excuses for the Wofford game because that just typically doesn't happen. Um, against Wake Forest, now this is two or three games where Carolina's kind of looked like they were stuck in the mud a little bit. So you have to wonder it, what is causing that. Is it because the offense, as Roy Williams has talked about, is so imbalanced that they are so reliant on the three uh, to to get them home? You know, there were seven of twenty-two uh, today, so you know, n- not great. Um, is it is it the imbalance? Is it uh, Barry and Pinson feeling they they're like they have to press a little bit uh, because of those deficiencies uh, in the post? I don't know. Uh, I, I think what you'll continue to see is <laughs> Joel Barry is going to take and make a lot of shots. He's going to miss a lot of shots too, um, just because he he feels that pressure that he has to carry the team on his shoulders. Uh, I think Pinson, for the most part. Um, had a pretty good game. He, you know, he had three turnovers listed in the bot score. You like to see those come down a little bit, but he is North Carolina's best playmaker. I don't think it's really close right now. So you're willing to live with some of those mistakes um, because in the second half, when he started, you know, taking the ball at the top of the key, he made some tremendous passes and really his energy, uh, I think, helped North Carolina a ton. So all that to say, I think, Barry and Pinson feel the pressure of being the guys now. Um, last year, that necessarily wasn't the case. Uh, they could kind of, I want to say take a game off, but North Carolina had Justin Jackson and Isaiah Hicks and Kennedy Meeks and Tony Bradley, et cetera, et cetera. This year, they don't. And so Barry and Pinson are going to have to do a lot more every game. And I think that's where kind of where they're at. So, uh, you know, they have to realize the situation and they have to, frankly, uh, trust their teammates a little bit. I'm not saying they don't now, but they have to show it in games. I agree with that. Kenny Williams also struggled from the field, uh, did hit a big shot there. P- 
Hinson, Luke May, you know, Luke May is limited, but when you look at his box score, he struggles going up against a shot blocker, but seven for 18, yes. But he did finish with 17 and 15, just another solid game from him. Even when it looks like he's struggling, he puts up 17 and 15, Sherelle. Yeah, and that, that's where, again, somebody has to grab those rebounds. So if the three big guys aren't going to do it, um, then Luke May is the beneficiary. And he, to his credit, you know, he's not just living at the three-point line. He's trying to go inside. And, you know, frankly, he's just sometimes he's not going to be tall enough or athletic enough against guys like Moore, um, against guys that he'll see in the ACC season. And so he has to find other ways to impact the game. And he did. Uh, you know, 15 rebounds, controlling the boards for North Carolina. That was a game high for both teams, I believe. Um, so he finds a way to help the team. He finds a way to ensure that North Carolina gets his offense started. He finds a way to hit a shot every once in a while. He'll make a free throw. He'll grab offensive rebound. So, uh, you know, I think Luke May is, is giving you exactly, if you're Roy Williams, giving you exactly what you want. Uh, how important is Cameron Johnson to this team uh, today? Four for seven overall, three for four from three, 11 and five. Uh, didn't really scratch the box score anywhere else than those two numbers, but his three-point shooting, his presence on this team, I mean, without him, you hesitate to even think what North Carolina would be, but with him, they can be really solid, especially in that closeout lineup. Yeah, I'm curious about um, about Cam and about Kenny Williams because uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it seems like Kenny's Kenny's offensive numbers, his shooting percentages have just tanked. Uh, I don't want to say tanked. That sounds bad, overly negative. They have dropped a, a bit since Cam Johnson came back. So I'm curious if Kenny Williams' production would have stayed the same had Cam Johnson not come back or if, you know, chicken egg thing, like what's causing um, is Kenny Williams' numbers a direct reflection of Cam Johnson being back. Uh, but at any rate, I think uh, he came back at a fortuitous time because Kenny Williams is slumping a bit from the field, even though he contributes so much else defensively, um, rebounding and just hustle plays and all those sorts of things. Uh, I, I think Cam is hugely important because he is the team's, I think, best shooter. He's a really pure shooter. It looks pretty every time he takes it. You kind of wonder, he only took four threes. He, I think Roy Williams wouldn't mind if he was up around six or seven um, pretty much every game because the probability is he's going to make you know another one or two each game. Um, but he's huge. It just gives Carolina another weapon, another thing that teams have to game plan against, um, another way for Theo Pinson to impact the game because he's driving. And a lot of times he's either additioned to Luke May for a layup or to Joel Berry for a three. And now, you know, Kim Johnson can go sit in the corner and just wait for the pass from Pinson. So in that closeout lineup, he is hugely important. Carolina beats Wake Forest to get started on the ACC on the right foot. Now they go to Florida State on Wednesday, to Virginia next Saturday, Sherelle. These two, two, these two games, and I'm not sure I'd favor North Carolina in either one of them, but your thoughts on this stretch here, just these next two at Florida State, at Virginia, just very tough ball games, especially for this North Carolina team. Yeah, and I think those two games coming up tell you why this game was so important today. Because, you know, if if they lose that game at home, that's two consecutive home losses. And then they go to Florida State, which, again, like you said, they probably won't be fa- favored at Florida State. And then at UVA, they definitely won't be favored there. So uh, if you're going by what, you know, people out in the desert think, then North Carolina would have started 0-3 in ACC play where they have were they to have dropped this game. So I think the hope is 
that North Carolina, for North Carolina fans, the hope is they can split those two road games, at least win one of them, um, and be two and one, uh, you know, coming back home in a couple of weeks or I guess about 10 days. Uh, but that speaks to the importance of protecting your home court and winning home games. And they were able to do that somehow. I'm not sure exactly how but they were able to do that today. Yep. Carolina's ACC State, five games in what, 15 days. So getting this one today against Wake Forest, 73 69, wasn't pretty. Very, very important. Sherelle, before we go, give me a little recruiting nugget. I mean, these Christmas tournaments, I know you've kept up with them. Kobe White certainly has looked good at Broughton's gym in Raleigh. Um, but around the area, your thoughts on what you've seen and heard and and learned about Carolina's recruiting targets over these last couple weeks over the Christmas holiday? Yeah, it actually, you know, we go into Christmas every year expecting – a lot of movement, a lot of action, Roy Williams to be very active. And this year, I think for a variety of reasons, that really wasn't the case. He's had three recruiting visits that we can confirm during the holiday. Um, he went and saw Nasir Little, 2018 UNC signee. He's seen 2019 forwards Vernon Carey and James Wiseman. He's also seen 2019 wing uh, Wendell Moore and 2018 UNC signee Rayshon Black. So he's seen those guys, and more than likely tonight, as we're recording this tonight, will be Saturday night, he'll go see Kobe White in the championship game at the John Wall Invitational. But it hasn't been as much travel, as much as many viewings as we're used to from Roy Williams. And part of that was North Carolina's schedule, Christmas on a Monday, all that stuff worked together. Um, but really the story has been Kobe White. I mean, just the way he's played at the John Wall Invitational has been tremendous. I think everybody's come back raving about him. And he has a real big test tonight against Gardner, uh, one of the better teams in the state, who actually he lost, he in Greenville lost to a couple of weeks ago when he put up 46 points. So um, I think you'll probably see Roy Williams. You'll probably see some of the Carolina players um, at that game tonight. It should be a pretty um, fun atmosphere uh, over in Raleigh. Yeah, I, I've seen Garner up close. They played Clayton a couple of weeks ago, and they don't do anything really special, but they are solid, and they better guard the Horton kid because he can light it up from three-point range. Should right. be a fun time at Broughton. Both championship games, one at 7 and one at 8.30. Worth going to if you're in the area, but you better get there early. Like You better start thinking about leaving as we <laughs> record this shortly after Wake Forest. Just go from the Smith Center, listen to the IC podcast, and go straight to Broughton. Absolutely. Sherelle, appreciate you joining me. Carolina 70, 73, Wake Forest 69. He'll start 1-0 in ACC. Got Florida State on Wednesday down in Tallahassee. Thanks, Sherelle. Yep, no problem. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.